Greetings everyone and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. We have Dr. Bruno Roque Signaco with us today all the way from London, UK. Now, Dr. Signaco is the author of The Art of Compassionate Business, his latest book. But he's also a proponent of compassionate business, working with entrepreneurs on how to be compassionate while you're doing business, and he's a consultant in the same space. Having said that, let's welcome Dr. Signaco, and then we'll go from there. Welcome aboard. Thank you very much for your invite. You are very genuine. Thank you. Awesome. So in your own words, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Okay, very interesting question. Yes, I'm a, a consultant based in the UK, specifically in London. I have been doing consultancy services for nearly 25 years. I have a, advised companies, medium-sized companies, small companies, and a few a big companies on international trade, international marketing at the beginning, but now I'm much more focused on what I call compassionate business or compassionate entrepreneurship, which implies that company can get more profit, but also can be kinder to different stakeholders, such as customers, suppliers, employee, community members. So, and also I'm an author of a different books, business book and personal development books, my new book is titled The Art of Compassionate Business. This was published by Ruth Leach and became a very uh, best-selling book. And also I'm researching on business topic continually and I'm also an international speaker and also teaching at different universities here in the UK at undergraduate level and also postgraduate level, especially uh, topics that are related to marketing and ethics. Awesome. So let's go back and revisit your own life, right? So when you look back at your life, can you talk a little bit about your childhood and your college days? Okay, okay, okay. Well, well, I went to a, a like a religious a primary school, Catholic primary school that set a lot of values, very important values like integrity, respect, kindness. I think that this influenced my view of business. I went uh, for many years to a Catholic uh, school. Uh, I even was a church boy uh, when I was at primary school. And then I went to secondary school that uh, is an Italian secondary school. I'm half Italian, I'm Argentinian and Italian. And uh, then I got graduated uh, as an accountant. I started working as an accountant uh, in a family studio. We were advising companies on tax audit team, this was traditional uh, consultancy, but especially related to tax advisory, uh, for example, accounting statement, financial statement, uh, auditing, costing. Uh, and this was very interesting experience for nearly eight years. Then I start in parallel to advise companies on international marketing. I got a, a, an equivalent of master in international marketing and I start teaching at university international business and international marketing and also start advising companies on how to export their goods, how to sell their goods abroad, how to develop an international marketing strategy, how to negotiate with different buyers from different cultural environments, how to adapt the product to different cultural requirements. This was very interesting too. And also start also advising companies on uh, marketing. I'm specialized in marketing, international marketing, but this was a uh, traditional advisory. This means that I wanted to, at that moment, to advise company to become more profitable, to get much more economic results, such as market share, more sales, more customers, uh, more, um, for example, profit. 
and the, what we call the key performance indicators. But over time, I discovered that also this was a very limited view of business because I discovered that focusing only on the bottom line, which means profit, is a very uh, basic, very limited view of, of business. And I started researching, I read an article a couple of years ago that was titled The Human Moment at Work, published in Harvard Business Review. And this article talked about business, but in a non-traditional way. For example, they talk about a human bonds at work and the importance of developing a trust and cooperation bonds at work. And I was a bit intrigued because I haven't read so much about this. And I, I said to myself, I think that this is, top, this is a topic worth uh, reviewing more, researching more. I started researching on different cases of companies that were um, obviously having a, a business approach, traditional business approach on this quantitative aspect of business, what I call like, like a market share, sales, profits, productivity, quality levels. But also this company have a second uh, uh, objective that was of important. That means uh, creating positive social impact, caring for people, caring for individual like customer, individual like employees, individual like uh, suppliers, the community members, giving back to the communities. And also I saw that this company also have a, a third objective that was caring for the environment. This means what we call sustainable companies, being environmentally friendly, recycling, and also they were also using uh, renewable sources of energy. And I was a bit surprised because at the beginning, I didn't believe that companies could be both profitable, but also socially oriented and environmentally friendly. But research corroborates the fact that companies, moreover, when they have a social focus and an environmental focus, their brand image improves. The, the, these companies tend to attract more talented people. Why? Because talented people look for companies that have a meaningful purpose, a meaningful mission. But also when employees are working for this company, they are intrinsically motivated. It means that they are internally motivated. They're not motivated only by salary. They're not motivated only because of the, they want to get a check at the end of the month or they want to go on holiday for four or five weeks a year. But they are interested to contribute to this company because this company is making positive change regarding the world. So they're making what Steve Jobs would say, making a dent in the world. So, and I was very surprised that there are not only few companies, but there are a very important new generation of companies that have what we call in, in, in sustainable business, the triple bottom line. They focus on the triple bottom line. They, are, they focus on profit, the, the bottom line, that is very important for company survival and success, but also they focus on people, they care for individuals like human beings, and they care employees, suppliers, community members, and they care also for the environment. Absolutely. So what has been your uh, experience, you know, what has been your experience with some of the companies um, that, you, that you're working with right now? And I, and I know you're a big proponent of compassionate business, but you know, emotional intelligence, compassion, these have been some of the big, big terms of, of uh, the last 10 years or so. Do you see that uh, companies are really embracing it or do you yeah. see that profit is still up and central? You have very interesting question. Thank you very much for this insightful question. We have two types of companies. I always in my interviews and in my talks, when I train companies, I can divide the companies in two categories. The first categories are the traditional companies. 
that are only focusing on what is quantitative, what can be measured, what can be counted. For example, they set what we call smart objectives, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, time-related objectives. They want to know more about the bottom line, the financial statement, profit, market share, more customer, what is tangible, what can be counted. However, you have a second category of company that focus. They focus on quantitative aspect of business, which are very important, but also they have a balance between quantitative aspect of business and qualitative aspect of business. Qualitative aspect of business implies, for example, compassion, fostering cost, compassion, fostering care, fostering kindness. I like the concept that you mentioned of emotional intelligence. They foster also this soft skill that don't, don't believe that they're soft at all. This soft skill that means, this means uh, negotiating in a kind way with others, relating to others in a in a win-win, we're using a win-win approach. This means that everyone is benefiting from this agreement, but also looking for robust long-term relationship with different stakeholders. This company focus on quantitative aspect of business and qualitative aspect of business. But this company also understand that this single category of companies understand that no business can succeed on its own. They understand that all companies are interdependent. They need to succeed the support from buyers, suppliers, employee community members. This means that they are interdependent. And they know that when they build positive long-term relationship with different stakeholders, such as suppliers, employee community members, customers, these stakeholders will tend to support the company because there is a very famous principle in social psychology that we call the principle of reciprocity. When companies support different stakeholders, these stakeholders feel compelled to act in the same way. This means when the company treats these stakeholders in a kind way, these stakeholders will support the company, assist the company, especially when companies have some difficulties. Instead, when the company treats stakeholders, different stakeholders in a non-compassionate way, these stakeholders tend to withdraw their support. They tend to not to cooperate. They tend to uh, go away. So. This second group of companies are the future. And we shouldn't be talking about in an interview, I always say this to interviewers, about compassionate business because it should be common sense and commonplace. However, you see a very important number of companies that they still have the traditional view of business because they do not understand that the most important factor in business is the human being. The human being is a building block of any business activity. No company can succeed without the human being. And the human being is the generator of many resources, generator of financial resources, is generator of new technology, new products, new services, new systems, new procedures. It, the human being is the one opening up new markets. The human being is the one that is testing products and launching products to the, to the market. And is the one working hard when the company needs, in the case of employee, for example. And it's the one supporting the company with their, for example, revenues, in, like in the case of customer, but it's also the one providing companies with resources such as the communities. So we have to understand, I want to paraphrase a very interesting uh, thought leader that observed, no man is an island. And I will say no company is an island, no company, no organization in general, this includes also non-profit organization, no organization can be an island because uh, paraphrasing Steve uh, Covey, Companies are always interdependent. They have to rely on others. And this, this um, way of connecting to others should be 
mutually beneficial and long-term oriented. Awesome. So let me ask you a question. We talked about compassion. We talked about the importance of compassion in business and that, you know, if you're compassionate to your employees, you, your business is bound to grow. But what about on the customer side? You know, there, there's a lot of friction in business. You know, obviously we say customer is king and that's one, one school of thought. And customers can also be, when you put customer at the center of your business, the customers can also have demands that you have to bend over backwards to meet. So okay. where, does, where does compassion come into play on very the customer important. side? Very important question. In my book, The Art of Compassionate Business, I have a full chapter about customer and how to be more compassionate with customer. I want to give a few tips about this. First of all, we have to change the approach to our customer. The traditional approach to our customer is a selling approach. You try to sell more. You try to sell more product. You try to sell more service. You try to get more profit, more revenues. We have to change from a selling approach to a serving approach. You are there to serve customers. You are there to add value, to solve their problems. And uh, you have to provide them with service. And service doesn't mean servitude. I'm talking about adding value, make their life better because when you make their lives better they try to come back they will come back because you solve a problem you added value to their lives you solve the product that was useful for them not for your company for them you are customer oriented and when customers feel satisfied when they are happy when they are content with your products and services they won't only come back but they become silent ambassadors they will start recommending your company to others without you having to pay for this. So this means that they will start writing reviews, they will start uh, spreading word of mouth, positive word of mouth. They will love your company. I use in my book a lot the word love, but love is not the way that we know love, a sentimental aspect of love that is only to friends, family, a partner. But here I'm talking about a much more humanistic aspect of love, which include compassion, care, support, generosity, gratitude, and this is the way that you should approach customer. You are there to add value. You are there to change their life in a positive way. You are not there to deceive them. You're not there to manipulate them. You see many companies that are trying to manipulate customers, forcing them into buying a product they don't want because they want to get the profit. This is a short-term approach. This might succeed only once, but customers, when they realize they have been manipulated or deceived, they will run away from your company and they will write negative reviews online. They will tell friends, please do not go to this company because you know what? They are deceptive. They are manipulative. They don't want the best for you. They want the best for them. They're not looking for win-win agreement. They're only for looking for win-lose agreement. They want all the gains at the expense of us, customer. So customers are very wise and intelligent. They discover when the company has good intention toward them and they discover when the company is only there to get their money. Customers want a good product that provides them with value, more benefits than cost. And companies, I always give a very simple tip to companies. And this is inspiring the famous uh, legendary management leader, Tom Peters, that observed always under promise and over deliver. So this means that you should be humble, you should act with integrity. You shouldn't exaggerate your promise. You, should, you shouldn't exaggerate your claims about your products and services, but instead you are promising to add value in a sensible way 
and then you give more than expected. So if you from it, for example, that you send a computer, the customer bought a computer from your company, you're selling computers, and you said that you will send this computer in three days, surprise them, send this, send this computer in one day, and also give them a free training course for them to use this computer. So you are adding more value than expected. You are trying to exceed customer expectation, and you're trying to delight customer. Because satisfying customer need is quite simple. Any company can do this. But exceeding customer expectation, giving more than expected, this means surprising them in a positive way. This is very good because this creates an imbalance, a positive imbalance. You give more than they expect, and customer feel compelled to reciprocate, to give back, to give, to give, for example, positive reviews or to come back, or for example, to buy something else in the future without you having to force them at all. But companies, when they are compassionate, they are grateful with customers. They are grateful, why? Because they appreciate customer time, they appreciate customer purchase, or, and they even appreciate when customer doesn't buy from the company. Why? Because they spend time focusing on the company, comparing company's prices and products with other options, and companies should be very grateful. For example, sending a very simple email, thanking them for their purchase or for their time, and hoping then the, uh, to have the best relationship in the future. But we have to understand customers do not want to feel that they are a figure in a database. They don't want to feel that they are uh, like a, in, in an impersonal way. They don't want to be treated in an impersonal way. Every customer has unique needs. So you have to relate to them in a conversational manner. So to understand their needs first and then finding a product that is suitable for them. And if your company doesn't have a product that is really suitable for them, you have to let the customer go and find other options. You can even recommend other options from other organizations, but not trying to force customers to buy a product that you believe that is suitable for them, but they are, they, in practice might not be suitable at all. And also a more natural conversation. I see many companies that are using scripts to sell. They read a script and they say, Oh, uh, hello, how are you? I want to offer this product. All mechanical conversation. I have a full chapter about natural conversation. Try to engage with their needs, with their emotion, with their frustration of the past, with their experiences. Did they have bad experiences regarding similar products? Did they have like a positive experience? What type of attributes are of value for them? What type of benefits is this customer looking for? So what are the benefits? Because in marketing and in compassionate marketing, we say that the most important thing is not the product's attribute, the benefit that the customer get from this product. So can we discover the benefit that this customer is looking for this product in advance? Can we uh, show different options so the customer can have a more a alternative to choose from? So this is important and also taking into account that customers are always uh, driven by emotions. There is a lot of research that decisions in business and in life are emotionally based. Then we tend to rationalize this um, decision. So in practice, when customers feel good all over the process of buying this product, for example, before buying the product, during the buying process and afterwards, the customer is more prone to come back. So you have to prompt customer to feel positive emotion pre-purchase, during purchase, after purchase, in every single touch point. This means in every interaction with this organization. So where do people find your book? Where do people find my book? Well, they can find 
online, for example, any bookshop, Amazon or any other bookshop, or offline. This book is sold worldwide. Uh, Rutledge is one of the most famous publishers worldwide, and the book is titled The Art of Compassionate Peace. They can find online or offline. Awesome. And then for people that want to contact you in terms of uh, picking your brains uh, for more about to learn more about compassionate okay. business or to consult, how do they reach you? Yeah, they can reach me. Uh, they can connect to me by a by a linking. I have nineteen thousand followers, or they can connect to me for with me. For example, uh, checking my website www.humanorientedenterprise.com www.humanorientedenterprise.com or my other website that is www.brunosignaco.com Awesome. Well, Dr. Signaco, it's been a pleasure hosting you and learning about compassionate business from you, not just from a business standpoint or an employee standpoint, but also the customer standpoint. We wish you the very best on your journey and I'm sure a lot of uh, the listeners will check out your book as well as check out your profile in order to get in touch. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you.